This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Well, our sideline reporter Jeff Nowak out in L.A., the Costa Mesa area for joint practices with the Chargers. So we got Charlie Long will be joining us on the road games this season in studio. Also behind the glass, Cullen Steele hanging out in the two first two hours of first take before we get into the Bud Light countdown, the kickoff, and then finally game time will be 6 p.m. Chargers and Saints, surprisingly the only NFL game in action today. Yeah, I mean, I think last week they were one of two teams that were playing as well. So, I mean, yeah, I don't know why the Saints preseason schedule is kind of shuffled out this way, that they're always playing on Sundays, but where every other team's playing Thursday, Friday, Saturday, but that's just how it goes, right? Yeah, we got to see the rest of the NFC South already in action. Only Tampa Bay, I think, ended up being a winner. Uh, The Panthers and... The Falcons, both losers, lost their their uh, games in the preseason. Yeah, from what I saw, I think Bryce Young was catching some scrutiny for his kind of performance in preseason week two as well. <laughs> they didn't look very great. Um, obviously, it's preseason. It doesn't really matter right. at this point for Bryce Young, and he's going to likely develop into a strong quarterback, which the Saints will have to face twice a year, unfortunately. But if you're looking at him and you want to see his early snaps, you can go check him out on YouTube or Twitter. There's a bunch of people that have kind of broken down how he looked in his debut performance with the Panthers in week two of the preseason. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. I don't take much stock into it. Almost similar to how I don't take much stock into how Jake Hayner looked early on uh, last week against the Chiefs, the Saints rookie quarterback. But, you know, kind of a preview, Steve, because I have three players I'm looking for on offense, three players I'm looking for on defense for the Saints in this game. Jake Hayner's one of them. I really want to see how he looks after, you know, kind of the rough start against the Chiefs. He kind of picked it up late. Can he kind of take that momentum and carry it into this upcoming game? Yeah, I know a lot of Houdats were upset about the fact that Hayner come out, came out initially, didn't have such a great showing to start that preseason matchup uh, in the Superdome against the Chiefs. Ended up closing strong, but it was like, oh, man, you guys kept talking about how great Hayner yeah. looked in training. Training yeah. camp. Well, those are just, you know, practices going on right now. These are actual live games, you know, situations. And yeah, it took the rookie a little bit to get adapted. Hopefully we see some more growth, you know, in this game coming up. 
Uh, it'll be a 6 o'clock kickoff, like I said, on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Deuce McAllister and Mike Haas on the call and sideline reporter Jeff Nowak out there. Hopefully staying safe from that crazy uh, Hurricane Hillary action. I saw Jeez. some footage from uh, wherever it ended up making land for. I think it was Baja, yeah, uh, yeah. California area, and terrible flooding and, and mudslide action. Uh, hopefully that doesn't end up being an effect on you know this game tonight. You know the NFL got together on conference calls with both teams uh, late on Friday, also early Saturday, to talk about the situation. And everything is you know go as, as go as scheduled. Nothing was changed. Yeah. So uh, I was surprised though that we didn't at least get the game moved up at all. I don't know if it was just logistically impossible to get that handled because of a late game last night in SoFi Stadium that the Rams were playing. Exactly. So we had a lot of texts actually kind of late last week that were asking, you know, why can't they move it up to Saturday? And that's why is because SoFi was occupied last night with the Rams. But now you were looking at today, obviously the NFL decided not to move the game up or even cancel it potentially. So they're going to keep it as is. But, you know, I was kind of curious. You obviously couldn't move it to Saturday night. Maybe they could have moved it up a little bit earlier today, like a noon kickoff in L.A. That's what I was thinking And too, it would right. have been like an earlier day for us. But, I mean, it didn't happen. They're still playing <laughs> that, that night game out there. So it's the only game today. They're getting a primetime showing out uh, in L.A. So, yeah, no, nothing was changed. And, I mean, we've had a couple of updates within the past couple of days, as you mentioned. And the NFL is just going as scheduled. They're not, they're not changing it at all. You mentioned updates. Still no real update on Saints tight end Jimmy Graham. We got a little bit of information yesterday after finding out he ended up getting arrested. Uh, they thought was under the influence of a controlled substance. The Saints coming out with a statement saying that, you know, he had some kind of reaction, suffered seizures. Uh, and so we're still waiting to find out more about Jimmy Graham's situation, if it was really uh, a health-related issue. But definitely all the best to him. You don't want to hear about anybody wandering in the streets. No. Uh, uh, it just seemed really odd. Strange. And out of character, obviously, for a guy like Graham. Strange, strange, strange situation all around. Because, I mean, Steve, we listened to him talk on Friday, and we heard him at the presser, and he was talking about how he We talked felt, how mature he sounded. Well, yeah, I mean, how mature he sounded, and then also how he was talking about how physically, like, I guess healthy he was. He was. He said that for the last few years he had been dealing with a really significant knee injury that he had fully recovered from. He took the full year off last season. And I know a lot of people have kind of talked about like why did the Saints go and sign this guy? He's washed up. He didn't play at all last year. That may have been part of it. Is that he wanted to fully recover from that knee injury and now he's back. He's ready to contribute to the Saints and probably his last hurrah. I'm, I'm imagining this is probably his last season in the NFL. Maybe he has. I don't know what's in the future for Jimmy Graham. But, yeah, from what he sounded like on Friday, everything sounded great. So the fact that this happened Friday night as well was super surprising. I don't really know what to think of it entirely. Obviously, the Saints released their statement saying that it was a medical issue, uh, but that he was taken to the hospital. And then I think he's back with the team now. It's just a very strange situation all around. And as you kind of said, Steve, we'll give any updates as we get them. But that's all we really have as of now. Yeah, dealing with hurricanes, players wandering in the streets, yeah. with, you know, dealing with seizures. It's Pretty a preseason, but it's a weird preseason. Yeah, the interesting news always seems to follow our Saints wherever they are. Yeah, how about going out to California and getting the first hurricane in, you know, 84, 84 years. years? What? Yeah, yeah that's, that's pretty strange. Well, we're going to take a break. When we get back, we'll be delving into the Scouts Notebook with our WWL football analyst, Mike Dettelier. Also on the 3 o'clock hour, get over to the L.A. area, check in with sideline reporter 
Jeff Nowak at the SoFi Stadium to see what exactly the conditions are, just an overall atmosphere feel of what's going on in L.A. as well. Want to hear from you, Houdats? Get your pregame going on the Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text line 504-260-1870. We'll be back with more First Take after this on WWL. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome back into First Take. Steve Geller along with Charlie Long and now welcoming in Mike Detillier. Mike D's Notebook brought to you by the Thibodeau Regional Health System. Happy game day, Mike. Uh, looking at the Chargers roster, they've got another rookie from TCU that we're interested in. A guy in Darius Davis. Yeah, yeah, I saw him. You know, he was in high school. I scouted him. He was at West Feliciano. Um, I've said this before during Sports Talk. Uh, he's one of the fastest guys I've ever seen uh, with a helmet and pads on. You know, you got a lot of guys that are fast on the track. And you put a helmet on them and pads, and they're not nearly as fast. Darius Davis is fast with a helmet and pads on. Now, he's not the biggest guy in the world, but, you know, last week we saw evidence of sometimes, you know, you're not too smart in life. Uh, the Rams, the first two times when they had the ball, punted to him, right to him. <laughs> and he makes marginal runbacks, small runbacks the first two times. So I got to the point and says, you know what, what the heck, I'm going to punt it to him again. 81 yards downfield, he scores. I mean, he put a move on a guy. He's still trying to get his cleats out of the ground. Uh, Darius uh, can embarrass you and change a game very quickly. And when he went to TCU, they sort of promised him, hey, you're going to be our ace punt kick return guy, and you're going to play in the slot. And he did a lot of that. Also on the jet sweep. So, if I'm the Saints punter today, I don't care which one it is, uh, I hang the ball way up in the air or I kick it out of bounds. <laughs> you don't want to put your hand in the piranha water. And that's what happens every time you punt a ball to Darius Davis. You might get away with it once and maybe twice. You're not going to get away with it the third time. He's going to take it to the house. He is a really talented uh, player who's going to make a big impact for them in the return game, and he can help them as a slot receiver and also on jet sweep plays. 
where he's got great vision and just the ability to go from zero to 60 real fast. He's, he's a sports car uh, player. He, he's that fast. Mike, we've talked to a couple of different podcasters and writers from L.A. that have talked about this Chargers roster as being one of the best in the NFL, at least top five, because they have so many you know, big players at the most important positions. Obviously, Justin Herbert, we all know his name. He's a guy that's a top five quarterback in the NFL entering the 2023 season. You're not going to see him today. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. You, you saw him no, during practices no. during the week. But the quarterback that you're more likely to see, Easton Stick, out of North Dakota State, the 2019 draft pick in the fifth round, he had a really interesting college career from what I've been reading up on him. A four-time yeah. FCS champion with his 49-3 and overall record in college. He holds the record for the most wins by a starting quarterback in Division One FCS history. What was your kind of scouting report of Stick? Because I think that's a guy that we want to see a lot of today because Herbert absolutely is not taking any snaps in this game. Yeah, Charlie. Um, he took over for Carson Wentz, uh, you know, once he left North Dakota State. He's a different style guy. Uh, he's not nearly as big. He doesn't have that arm strength. Uh, he's not as accurate uh, as Wentz was coming out. Uh, but, again, one of the things I've heard that the Chargers have done is sort of built some packages that they want to use him, short yardage red zone, because he's one and a half. He's about 230 pounds. <laughs> he's no small quarterback, and he knows how to run this RPO stuff. He did it at North Dakota State really well. Tough, tough guy. He's never going to be the most accurate passer around. He, he just doesn't have that touch or that ability to lead a receiver downfield real well. He's very streaky, though. Okay? You see glimpses of it, but he can't piece it all together. He's a really good number two piece for them. But I think they've come up now with Kellen being the new offensive coordinator and that, hey, you know, near the end zone where everything sort of gets condensed, man, Easton Stick can really help us here by running some of these RPO plays. And he, he's a tough, tough guy. And he has taken some brutal hits uh, out in college football. You know, he was a Nebraska recruit. He leaves the state of Nebraska to goes to North Dakota State. My thing is, I don't know who's recruiting Nebraska or who was for Nebraska, but, boy, did they screw the pooch on that one. Easton can play. He's a good number two quarterback in this league. But I think you'll see it tonight. I don't know how much they'll throw the football. I think this is one of those kind of grinded-out games. that They'll run the ball and just try to get out of dodge uh, as quickly as possible. But you see him streaky where, you know, he'll hit three or four and then – He'll miss, you know, three out of the next four, too. He's that type player. But I think they are building packages for him in Kellen Moore's offense near the end zone and short yardage where they could use him as a runner. You know, you're kind of talking about streaky, Mike. I I promise we're going to get to the Saints players first, but I want to actually get some more thoughts on some of these L.A. Chargers players I think that we're going to be seeing tonight. A guy that you and I really talked kind of at length about during when we were covering the draft and kind of previewing different position groups and stuff like that, wide receiver Quentin Johnson, who ended up going 21st overall to the Chargers. He was a guy out of TCU. Mike, we've talked about it. He was – when he was on, he was as like uncoverable in college with TCU. 
but there were some games that he kind of disappeared. I was actually kind of surprised to see the Chargers take him with the 21st overall pick, given they already had Mike Williams. Keenan Allen's getting a little bit older, but it, it didn't really even seem like a position of need. It was more of maybe that was their best player available uh, at a TCU with the 21st overall pick, and he was part of that kind of, what was it, four straight receivers that got picked between him and Jackson right. Smith and Jigba and Jordan Hassan Addison, and um, I'm forgetting the last one. Zay Flowers, Zay Flowers. For, for Baltimore, correct. So, yeah, Quentin Johnson, what's your, what's your thoughts on him? Yeah, Quentin's a big, tall receiver, got great speed, straight-line speed. He's a, a really tough matchup because of his size, and his foot speed is really good. Now, uh, that's the positives for him. Negatives is he's a bit of a body snatcher. Uh, he lets the ball get almost right into his body at times before he tries to secure it. And in the NFL, that's going to get popped out. It, I know he's worked on it a lot in the offseason to try to catch the ball better out front with his hands and to become a, a better route runner. His route tree at TCU was small. And trying to expand that route tree and then working with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, because if you look at him and Mike, there are a lot of similarities between the two. The problem with the charges is keeping both Allen and Williams healthy uh, at the same time. So I think that sort of lit the flame uh, for Quentin Johnson to get selected. He's got a lot of talent. Uh, and But we saw in the Georgia game, okay, what impact did he make against the Bulldogs? Nah. They were right on top of him. They were physical with him. They threw him off his initial route. He couldn't get open downfield. But yet other games, man, he's tilted the field because of his size and his speed. Um, I think he's a little bit of a developmental player, more so than, say, Najigbo or Zay Flowers, who I think can make an immediate impact uh, for their teams, respectively. Quentin, I think, will take a little bit of time. But I get the pick because of the injury factors with both Keenan and, and Mike Williams. And I think we're going to see a lot of Quentin Johnson. He doesn't need to watch. He needs to play. Uh, to me, reps for him and Darius Davis are crucial because they're counting on both of those guys to help them sometime during the year. And the Chargers have been notorious for having a lot of offensive injuries early in the season. Mike, a guy I'm really curious about over on the defensive side, uh, lineman C.J. Okoye, after doing some yeah. research, I'm surprised to find out he's not related to Christian Okoye at all. No, he's not. <laughs> and um, I had a couple scouting friends of mine say, man, you know, they were at that, that international workout thing. Now, C.J., he didn't know nothing about football and admits today I know very little about the game. He's never played it from Nigeria, but he goes to this workout for the International League, and everybody's, wow, look at that big man athlete, how he can run, uh, how physical he is. He's just learning the game. And Bob and I were talking about this yesterday. He gets a sack last week, and he doesn't understand why everybody's kind of hitting him on the back and, and hitting him on the helmet and celebrating. He, he didn't get it <laughs> that, you know, that – it was really a big play for him. He's just learning the game, but what you see is an athlete at a very high level that's just learning the game. But, man, for a guy who doesn't know it very well, and I watched that game, he gets low 
and he's got the ability to kind of shove guys out of the way. It's, he's not the most technical guy in the world now by any stretch, but he's got a knack for kind of what I call underhand, get that left hand under you and then swatch you with the right, and then he knifes in. Um, that's sort of unusual for a guy who hasn't played hardly any football or doesn't understand it. I'm sure he's going to get a lot of playing time today. And the fact that, you know, he's a developmental guy, man, you put him on the developmental squad, get a year under his belt and see what happens, uh, you know, next year at this time. But I can't teach him to be big, fast, and strong, okay? Uh, The man upstairs did that uh, and his parents. So he's an interesting player, and I want to see when he they line him between the center and the guard for the Saints, mm-hmm. how effective he is or how effective the Saints can block him. Because the one thing you see with him, he gives you great effort on every snap. <laughs> there ain't no let off the gas with C.J. Mike, I think the linebacker battle for the Saints is one that we're all kind of keeping an eye on right now. But I want to get one more player from the Chargers, and this is linebacker Dayan Henley, who is a third-round pick, a rookie. But he was a guy that spent a few years at Nevada before transferring to Washington State. Almost kind of a similar story. Uh, he goes Pac-12 um all first team, all Pac-12 last year, gets picked in the third round. A guy that was another first team, all Pac-12 member of this past year, Omar Spates, who's going to LSU for his, you know, kind of fifth year in college football. And we all have these high expectations for him this season for the Tigers. But looking at Dayan Henley, who was, once again, after transferring to Washington State, was an all Pac-12 performer, a really good linebacker that went in the third round, uh, L.A. native, and the Chargers took him early on. Yeah, he's a little different player than Omar. Uh, Omar is a more physical player. Uh, Henley's the better east-west guy. He can run the field. But, Charlie, he's built like you want your outside linebackers to be built oh, yeah. unless they're a pass rusher today. Okay, he's barely six foot tall. He's about 228, 230 pounds. He runs like a deer. I mean, he can really run the field extremely well, and he's admitted that his physical skills – he was a little bit of a late bloomer. He was lightweighted. That's why he ended up in Nevada. You know, he was barely 200 pounds coming out of high school. And we talked about him in the kind of buildup to the draft where I thought he'd be a top 100 pick because when you watch him play, he's, got, he's instinctive, he's smart, and he can kick that body in reverse. And that's what you want your linebackers to do today. And he's built more like a strong safety than a linebacker. But to be honest, that's what you're getting out of college football today. A lot of those type matchup players, I thought he made a real smart decision to go to Washington State uh, and kind of hone in his skills. Boy, he had a huge season last year for him, really did. And uh, he's just a really good athlete who can cover and run the field east and west extremely well. And again, you're going to see a lot of him also. As you said, Mike, it, it kind of like paid off for him, obviously, the 85th overall pick in this past draft. It sounds almost like your evaluation of him sounds a little bit like Pete Warner to me. Like he's kind of built like the strong safety type. You wouldn't expect him to be a linebacker. But a guy that you look at and you're like, this guy is a linebacker. Is the veteran that they signed recently, who I think we're going to see a lot of today. I think he really needs the snaps and really kind of getting the playbook under him because he's really new to the team. But it's a guy that's been turning heads at practice, and we've heard only really good things about him, and that's Jalen Smith. I know that you had a very 
high evaluation of him after his career at Notre Dame. Obviously, he was um, you know he had the injury in the bowl game, and that obviously started the whole domino effect of players sitting out bowl games and everything like that. But the Cowboys still took a chance on him. He's heading into his eighth season in the NFL, which sounds kind of crazy to me. He's obviously spent most of it with the Cowboys. He spent a couple years with the Giants, and I just want to get your thoughts on him and what you expect from him in this uh, preseason game. Tells me I'm getting old, Charlie. Uh, man, eight <laughs> seasons for him, man. And it's uh, thirty. It was thirty-seven for me in the evaluation part. Uh, you know, and I watched Ray Lewis at Miami and Erlocker when he came out, and all these linebackers. If it was Patrick Willis from Ole Miss and Luke Keekley coming out of Boston College, he graded out higher than any of them before the injury. He was that good. I mean, he was literally a tilt-the-field guy. And then he plays in if he has to both tears up multiple uh, ligaments in his knee, and you wondered if he could come back and play, and he has. Uh, he's still a big physical guy, uh, really good against the run. In the short area of the field, he covers pretty well. The longer you ask him to cover, and some of that, too, is a little bit of football age. Uh, he's not quite as effective. But, man, he knows what to do on every play. He's smart. You're not going to catch him out of position. And uh, I think you'll probably see him for a few series. But you know what? He's a seasoned vet. Uh, This practice stuff is for the unskilled. Let the rooks get in there. But I do think they want him in there to get a little bit under his belt and what they're doing. I would be very surprised, opening day, if he's not – because you're going to play base. You're going to play 4-3 against the Titans that he's not in the starting lineup as your strong side linebacker. His ability to stop the run is really, really good. I do know uh, who they're going to give the ball to if I'm the Titans. They're going to give it to the big man and Derrick Henry. Oh, yeah. And so Jalen is such a great guy for the adversity he fought to get to where he's at. And as you brought up, entering season eight, I mean, you know, he was a guy a lot of people didn't think would be able to come back from that injury. Fortunately, he had a good surgeon who was the uh, actually a surgeon for the Cowboys, and they knew a little bit about it, and so that's why he picked him pretty early in round two. But, uh, man, you, you couldn't ask for a better guy in life. Now, some of that skill set has been eroded because of the knee injury and because of a little bit of age, but he can still play in this league. And when you go to that 4-3 alignment on strong side, I want Jalen Smith in the lineup. I know he can stop the run. Talking to WWL, NFL, and college football analyst Mike Detillier. And, Mike, obviously we're not expecting um, many, if – you know, many starters or any of the main big names to be taking part in today's game with the Chargers. But is there a guy or two that you feel uh, needs today's game that you're looking forward to seeing in action? Man, today is Ellis Merriweather Day. <laughs> My thing is, okay, we got all these backs hurt. Hey, Merriweather, uh, okay, you're on the verge here, and you play pretty well against the Chiefs. Right. Hey, today's your day. You carry the load for us, running the football and catching the ball coming out of the backfield. And also, too, I want to see A.T. Perry uh, build on what he did a week ago. He's had a pretty good week of practice. Uh, and now do it again in a game. Okay, you fighting to make this 53-man squad. So A.T. Perry, Ellis Merriweather at running back would be the two guys that jump quickly in my head 
The other thing, too, is how the second-team offensive line holds up against the Chargers. They got a lot of pressure with their second-team units last week because I watched the game again, and, man, uh, they were in the backfield more than some of the Rams' running backs were. So you you got to understand here how well you hold up because those second-team offensive linemen, one or two of those guys are going to eventually start for you because of an injury. And so that's something I want to watch closely and also to the young rookies in Isaiah Foskey and and Brian Brzee, how well they progress in week two and where they show athleticism. Come on, you got to get out there and make plays. That's what they picked you in the first two rounds. So on defense, it would certainly be uh, Brzee and Foskey uh, and how well they play and can finish the play. You see them at times flash it, but can they finish those plays? Hopping back to offense real quick, Mike. I mean, you already mentioned Ellis Merriweather. That's actually a guy that I'm going to be looking forward to as well. But a guy that the Saints signed this week that we really haven't heard much from about practice and everything like that, I think he's going to be competing with Merriweather for that spot. Daryl Williams, who's a veteran guy from LSU, spent some time with the Chiefs. He's now on the Saints roster. I think that he's going to get snaps too today as well. They're going to be kind of evaluating both backs. I just want to get your thoughts on him as well. Yeah, uh, man, we go back a long way. Uh, Daryl and I, uh, he was at John Arrett. He was a Wildcat quarterback, and then they moved him to running back. Okay, they already had Leonard Fournette, and then he commits to LSU. Now, I don't know in today's world if he'd have stayed because at one time they had Fournette, Darius Geis, and him. Uh, all on the same team. Uh, in today's world, probably Daryl would be somewhere else. And he originally had verbally committed to Tennessee. He's a north-south guy. He's not going to give you a lot of frills. East and west, tough, tough guy. Runs with his eyes up and his pads low. And he pops you. Uh, he's a real physical guy between the tackles. He's not going to outrun a lot of people to the edge. But two things he does really well, other than his physicality, He catches the ball real clean, coming out of the backfield. And I remember Patrick Mahomes praising him for his ability to pick up the blitz. Man, if I'm a multi-zillionaire quarterback, I want that guy in the lineup. I don't want to be laid horizontal out on the field. So I think you're going to be seeing, Daryl, he gets it. He understands what he can do real well and what he can't. And that is run north-south and catch the ball coming out of the backfield, and he can protect the quarterback. And I think we're going to see a lot of Jameis Winston today. If I got Jameis in there, if I'm Jameis, I'm saying, wait a minute. Okay, man, listen, I love Merriweather. uh, Obvious pass uh, down situations, y'all make sure Darrell Williams is in the game. Because I know he can pick up the blitz. I know he's going to do it. So, Darrell's a man – He's made the most of the abilities had at the NFL level. And I think he's got a shot, really do, to make this team because of the injuries. And while we might have thought Kirk Merritt had that chance, Kirk's been hurt. It's been now back-to-back hamstring injuries with him. Uh, For him, he's got to get on the field and prove it. Either that or Darrell Williams is going to take his spot. 
Yeah, it's the little things that help you make a roster, Mike. You kind of alluded to that. I think when your comment about Jameis Winston as well, this is the last thing I wanted to ask you about. Do you think it's going to be like a first half we see Jameis and then second half we see Hayner or maybe Jameis yep. for like the first quarter and a half or something like that? What, what do you think it's going to play out like? Man, if I'm Jameis, I'm like, you know what? Um, uh, give me a half here. Okay. Uh, give me a half. And and so because I had a, a NFL, let me just say, he dabbles in the sports agent business. Not dabble. He's got about 30 clients. He told me this is these next two games are important for Jameis. Because he says if history goes to form, Derek Carr misses little to no time as a player. Correct. So if I'm Jameis, I want really good tape out there. What's the last thing you did? Well, I played in the, the preseason games for the Saints. I want that to look good. So I think him and Hayner get a half. Uh, out of it against uh, the Chargers. And that's why you saw his rapport was so good with A.T. Perry because A.T. ain't running on the first team unit either. That There's a certain rapport that you've worked with those backup wideouts and the backup tight ends that you have a feeling for what they can do and what they can't do real well. So if I'm Jameis, uh, say, give me the first half, uh, let me put that in and then let Hayner finish it off. Appreciate the insight, Mike. We're talking to you more on the Bud Light Countdown to kickoff. All right, guys. Y'all take care. Thanks, Mike. Mike D's Notebook brought to you by Thibodeau Regional Health System. We'll be back with more on First Take after this right here on WWL Saints Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. 
With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Back here on First Take, want to get into our sound bank, brought to you by the Sound Banking at First American Bank, a banking tradition since 1910. Linebacker position, definitely one to watch out for the competition to see who can earn a roster spot. Uh, DeMarco Jackson, one of those guys, the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear, got to sit down with. Here's what he had to say. DeMarco, when you look at your accomplishments at Appalachian State, you've always been noted as a tackling machine, uh, always you know, having double-digit uh, tackles in the game. And look at the transition uh, from college to NFL. Is it more you having to be more disciplined in, in pass coverage? Because to me, like when you, if you could tackle and you run sideline to sideline, that's a lot of instincts. But has that been the biggest challenge as far as the pass coverage and, and uh, what they ask you to do in the NFL? I mean, you just for me, I would say just learning the scheme. And I would say, like, I can't really say it's a challenge. I would say it's, like, really rep by rep, understanding what you got in the coverage, understanding your leverage and everything like that. I would say, like, pass coverage, I don't feel it was ever really a problem. I just feel like you just got to know what you're doing in the defense and playing your part. And, DeMarco, looking at, uh, obviously, when you provide in depth, uh, what have they told you as far as your role and special have you been uh, working on? Uh, what have they been emphasizing with you? Um, really just, I feel like Riz, he's got a great um, game plan. It's just coming in and learning all the positions. It ain't really anybody labeled in at one different spot. In our coverage, you can be any position and you just got to know it all. And, but I feel like special teams, it's a part, it's a way I'm earning my way on the field. Now, uh, DeMarco, how did you end up at Appalachian State? Uh, you're from South Carolina, you know, still Carolina, North South Carolina, but mm-hmm. how you end up at Appalachian State? Were you kind of a late bloomer? I'm not taking anything away from Appalachian State, but mm-hmm. uh, how did you end up there? Um, pretty much a stream of something like a, I got injured in high school. A couple of schools wasn't, after the injury, weren't too fond of me, and they didn't want me anymore. But Appalachian State, um, they stuck with me, and, they made the transition from linebacker. I meant from running back to linebacker for me. And I felt like I just, like I said, take it as it is and just try to progress on. And DeMarco, how would you say about uh, Pete Warner? He's a young guy. You're young. I mean, uh, is he talkative? Or uh, we all know D- Double D is, is, is the voice in that linebacker room. But how, how do you classify like uh, Pete Warner when you're in the meetings? And how have you dealt with him? Uh, Pete, man, he's a, he's a great he's a great guy. Um, he's a guy like you like you said like you know Didi's the captain in the room. But he's a guy who also has a good voice and he throws out tips that help that may help him play fast and progress. Like say, say something to us younger guys to help us out and help us grab it in a, uh, uh, a better way than what the coach might have said if we didn't understand it that way. But I mean, he's a great captain as well. And I mean, you know, it's Pete, man. He's a great dude. That sound in the WWL Sound Bank brought to you by the Sound Banking at First American Bank, a banking tradition since 1910. Linebacker DeMarco Jackson, a fifth-round pick a year ago, uh, didn't end up playing, got hurt early on in Saints training camp. Uh, but a guy, Charlie, has a raging Cajun you got to see plenty of. Yeah, no, I, I saw plenty of him from App State. He was the Sunbelt Defensive Player of the Year in 2021. This guy is just a thumper. I'm really rooting for him because I think he does have – a future on this team obviously they spend a draft pick on him they see some kind of future for him but he's he was so good at app state like i i like that bobby asked him the question about coverage 
because that's kind of the concern that I had of him coming out because when you think of linebackers in the, today's NFL, you have to be able to cover. It's a right. passing league. Oh, yeah. But with DeMarco Jackson, when he was coming out of App State, he was viewed as that kind of traditional thumping linebacker, a run stuffer, a guy that is just going to be in the middle of the field, can move left to right. But also, you know, you had maybe a couple questions about his coverage capabilities. But if that's improved, he's got a spot on this roster, Steve, because he's got the physical traits to be a starting linebacker someday in the future. And I think that I, I loved the pick when it happened, and I hope that he continues to develop under De Demario Davis. I mean, can you get a better teacher than that? What a great mentor. Yeah, yeah. to learn middle linebacker. So, yeah, no, I, I really like DeMarco Jackson. He's a guy that I'm rooting for to make the team. Getting ready for a 6 o'clock kickoff coming up on WWL Saints Radio. Steve Geller along with Charlie Long here on First Take. We'll be right back after the break. Want to hear from you? Oakland Hart Jewelers talking text line 504-260-1870. Back with more on WWL after this. The Oakland Hart Jewelers Rolex time check. Three hours and two minutes till kickoff in SoFi Stadium between the New Orleans Saints and Los Angeles Chargers. Looking at the Oakland Hart Jewelers talk and text line have someone asking hey when's Traquan getting back to the field he needs to soon thanks hey totally agree he was having a good training camp too uh, and then seemed to come up with that groin issue and we really haven't seen much of him I know the Cajun Cannon was uh, arriving late to a practice one day and did see him kind of Traquan I mean joking off to the side some work with trainers but yeah nothing he hasn't appeared at practices yet so definitely a concern with him dealing with that groin issue we know the biggest issue with Traquan is mo more his availability than his really talent issue. Yeah, I think it's actually kind of interesting because we've talked with Deuce about this and how the Saints' top three wide receivers are kind of almost set in stone, right? Absolutely you have Olave, right. <laughs> you have Mike Thomas, you have Shahid. But after that, you have three kind of – because you kind of imagine that they're going to carry either five or six receivers, so you have either two or three spots up for grabs. And I think Traquan, early on in camp, the returns were so positive that everyone was expecting one of those spots to be taken by him. Right, so you knocked off four. You yeah, had four so, receivers. So you have four <laughs> receivers at that point, and then you have a couple guys that are fighting out for the last spot or two. But with Traquan getting injured, that kind of turns things around a little bit. Um, you know, he's been jogging off to the side, as you said, so he's still at practice, but he's just not practicing. He's still doing the, the work, though. So he's a guy that you want to see back on the practice field ASAP because there's only a couple weeks left before the start of the regular season, and he's a guy that they're going to be relying on as I think that fourth receiver in the room yeah after this game obviously we get back and we'll have joint practices with the Texans leading up to that final preseason game Texans. we'll be back with sideline reporter Jeff Nowak in the three o'clock hour right here on first take on WWL this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 